Today we were speaking about who we are in Christ. John 3:27 says, John answered and said, A man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. From heaven? Who are we that we should receive from heaven? It may be asked. Well, it all depends on who we think we are and how we access the heavenly realm in order to receive from heaven. Why did Jesus need to ask the Father about everything he did? Wasn't he the very Son of God? Oh yes, he was, but he was also human. He was born into the earthly realm, the physical realm. Only by coming to the Father could he enter the eternal heavenly realm, the more powerful realm in which the Father lived. When I was a teenager in South Africa, I used to walk in the mountains. I looked around at the beauty around me and sensed that somehow behind all that I saw there was something greater. And I wanted beyond all things to find out what it was. When I was 23 years old, after admiring a beautiful water lily, then my search was to come to an end. Three weeks later, I went up in the Drakensberg Mountains again, this time with my camera, to find the water lily withered and dead. But a couple of months later, I rode up again and collected a bucket of water for my horse for, from the same spot to see three perfect water lilies as perfect as the first one. And I sat down in the heather to admire them. Suddenly a voice, silent yet unmistakably clear, said, As that water lily had to die off itself, for its seed to break open, a new life to emerge, so I died on the cross, that many may have new life in me. Well, only Jesus died on the cross. So I said, If that is you, Jesus, may I have this new life as well. And immediately I was filled with his glorious presence, and my life was changed forever. I knew firsthand who was behind those beautiful mountains, those prancing deers, the glistening waterfalls, and the whole of creation and mankind. I had suddenly met with the eternal realm, with God of heaven, the greater force and power. And I read my Bible then from cover to cover and discovered so much that it speaks about the different realms. There are three different realms. The kingdom of heaven, ruled by God, the kingdom of Satan, ruled by the devil, and the kingdom of this world in which we live. And each has a different realm. The God of heaven with great power and authority, who created the earth in six days by the power of his word, and Jesus, who walked in great victory, power and authority over every sickness, demonic power, the forces of nature, and even death itself. This is the heavenly eternal realm. The other realm, the worldly realm, is a natural temporal realm in which we are born on earth. Here the people try and decide on things without the power of God. 
based upon their five senses only to interpret the material world. Through this limited view, they cannot get behind the causes of sickness or mental problems and spend a lot of money and time studying to overcome them, only to be beaten by a microscopic germ which is suddenly able to build up resistance to the medicine, sending the scientists and doctors back to the laboratories to develop even stronger medicines. Jesus, though, has the true answer to all of this. He went to the Father, who endured him with his glorious presence, power and authority, which enabled Jesus to get up off his knees filled with the eternal heavenly realm of signs and wonders which then followed him on earth. What is more, he has given you and me the ability to do the same, simply by coming into the Father's presence by prayer, to ask the Father just as he did about everything we need to do. What are we waiting for? Let's do what Jesus teaches us through the 12 sayings about only doing the Father's will, found in the book of John, the Gospel of John. And as for me, I'm not letting anything stop me. Who we are will determine how we live. And who we believe we are will set our course in life. If we believe that we are born of the flesh only, we will live in the limits of the flesh and go after the things of the world. If we just believe what the devil says about us, we will live in condemnation and guilt. But if we turn from sin to Jesus and pursue his righteousness, then we will see in the Bible who we are in Christ, chosen and set apart, sons and daughters of the living God. The world, the devil, and God say different things about who we are. Jesus clearly believed in the literal genesis, but the world and the present education system teaches evolution instead of creation, which makes people doubt what Genesis said, namely that God created Adam and Eve. And if people doubt Adam and Eve, they begin to doubt that Adam and Eve ate of the forbidden tree, thus giving this lovely world over to the devil in exchange for the knowledge of good and evil. As if this is not enough, we are taught to believe we evolved from monkeys. Yet, Genesis 1.26 says, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Now, if we evolved from monkeys, what are we going to call our living God, in whose image we are made, and who created heaven and earth? Or are we going to believe what the scriptures say? After all, where in history has a monkey challenged our authority over the earth? Or begun to wear clothes, or build a home, or create things with his hands? 
Humans and humans alone have the ability to create things with their hands and take authority over the animals of this earth. Just as Genesis says, evolution would also take countless miracles instead of the one miracle creation week of Genesis, Exodus 20.11. For in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. It should also be noted that Jesus took the Ten Commandments literally. Luke 18, 18-20 And a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why callest thou good? None is good save one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandment. Do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honour thy father and thy mother. Besides, if we believe in evolution, then there can be no sin. And we actually end up confusing good with evil and vice versa. By then we have indeed lost our identity. And if we look around our world right now, what do we see? We see people with one big identity crisis. They don't know who they are or who, who they are descended from, a god or a monkey. How then do they behave? like humans or simply like an animal, just seeking the pleasures of the moment or losing hope completely. No wonder our young people have taken to drink or drugs. They have no purpose. They have no future, but believe that they're merely born to exist and then die one day. The world would have us to believe that we are born of the flesh only and anything supernatural that cannot be seen is deemed not to exist because scientists are unable to prove it. Yet, we cannot see air, the wind, radio waves that make our mobile phones work, although we know that they are very real. Can a scientist pr prove love or hate or the effects of emotional hurt? A scientist can only take what has always been here on Earth and then make something of it for our benefit? How limited is that? However, the good news is that we are human beings created in the image of God with a brain, a choice, and the ability to live as sons and daughters of the living God. For the Bible says we are more than just flesh. So we need to know whether we are spirit beings who live in a body with a soul, or just as the world says, just born of the flesh only. Well, the Oxford Dictionary says of the spirit being an element in man regarded as separable from the body. I think that's a good description. James 2.26 says, For the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. And Ecclesiastes 12, 7 says, Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit shall return unto God who gave it. This says we are actually spirits sent by God to dwell in physical bodies. 
the Oxford Dictionary and the Bible agree. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even into dividing asunder soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. We have to decide, therefore, who we serve. And that determines who we are and to whom we belong. If we choose God, we will belong to God. And our eternal heaven, home, will be with him in heaven. But if we choose evil, then we belong to the devil. And his home is hell. Matthew 6.33, Jesus promises, But seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things that the pagans run after shall be added unto you. When Jesus came to earth, man did not simply crucify Jesus. It was the other way round. Jesus allowed himself to be crucified by man so he could save us and show the world who he really was, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Jesus came to die on the cross as the only perfect sacrifice that could wipe away the sins of man and to give those who accept him as Lord and Saviour a second chance to come into eternal life in him. 1 Timothy 6.15 says, which in times past he shall show who is a blessed and only potent King of kings and Lord of lords. Jesus himself is his Father's perfect plan for mankind. John 3, 16 and 17 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world but that the world should be saved through him. Jesus rose from the dead in complete victory over every sin, every sickness and every demonic force. He has ascended into heaven where he sits at the right hand of the Father and according to Ephesians 1.21 he is, says, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and over every name that is named, not only in this name but also in that which is to come. And Paul says of Philippians 2, 8-11, And being found in fashion of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on the cross. Wherefore God has highly exalted him, in giving him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, all things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Every sickness has a name, every demon has a name, and all must obey the name of Jesus. And if we belong to Jesus, Ephesians 2, 1 to 6 says, And you, he has quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, 
according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, among whom also we had our conversations in times past, in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved, and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Yes, in prayer we can come right up into God's presence. And Luke ten nineteen, Jesus promises his 70 followers, Behold, I give unto you power to dread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now coming into the place of receiving he described in Hebrews 2 6-9 but one in a certain place testified saying what is man that thou art mindful of him or son of man that thou have visited him Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crowned him with glory and honour. You did set him over the works of your hands and has put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him. He left nothing that was not put under him. But we now see not yet all things put under him, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honour, that by the grace of God should taste death for every man. We have the ability to access heaven in prayer and receive and bring the blessings of heaven down on earth. And we are also given the authority of the name of Jesus to bring change to this earth. As we go to God in prayer, God himself, the source of all things, will show us what to do what to say, where to go. He wants to bless others through our lives. Before God, we need to be people of prayer, knowing how to access heaven before our fellow men. We need to have a servant's heart, seeking to help us serve and bring men to the knowledge of God. Before, before the powers of hell, Jesus has given us authority authority to rule and cast out sickness and pain, demons and evil spirits, and then to command bodies to be healed physically and be set free spiritually. God has given us everything we need. Jesus, his Son, the authority, the Holy Spirit, the power, and the Bible, the revealer of truth, the ability to access God's presence in prayer. We can live with Christ in prayer spiritually, even as we live in our physical bodies on earth. Our spirits can soar up in prayer as on spiritual wings right into the presence of God. And it's here that we meet with God, hear his instructions, and are filled with his powerful Holy Spirit to enable us to fully do his work on earth. 
God has given us everything we need. And if you have not yet received Jesus as Lord and Saviour, I'd like to lead you in a prayer right now. Just pray after me. Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am. Thank you for dying for me on the cross. Please forgive me every sin I've ever done. I choose to follow you now in truth and righteousness in, from this moment on. Thank you for forgiving me. Please come into my heart and life as my Lord and Saviour. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you just said this prayer, you are already a Christian. You already have authority to command sickness, leave your body. So command any sickness in your body, those that are sick, say sickness, leave in Jesus' name. Any demon or witchcraft curse, command it, go now in Jesus' name. Command pain, leave in Jesus' name. Command your body be healed in Jesus' name. <laughs> now lay your hand on your sickness or pain. Say, Lord Jesus, please place your hand on my hand and I will be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now, if you've said that prayer, there's a few things you need to do. Pray every day. Get to know God in prayer. Buy yourself a Bible and read it every day. It'll train you in truth, righteousness, and wisdom. Find yourself a Bible-believing church and join it. And tell others what you have done. God bless you so much and we will now hand back to our host.